0: Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday to you. It is beautiful. It's the end of a good week, and it's the end of a good week in the Word. My name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for Tim with Tim. Uh, We go verse by verse through the Word of God, and right now we are going to spend several days in the book of Proverbs. Today we are doing Proverbs chapter 2. How are you doing? Y'all good? Uh, let's jump in. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2. For all that I said yesterday about, you know, Proverbs often being like beads on a string, Proverbs chapter 2 kind of doesn't fit that pattern. Uh, it really is one long um, discourse or one long speech from a father to a son. Uh, and in that sense, it's not exactly like the rest of Proverbs. But we're still, I would say, sort of in an introductory sort of uh, chapter, and so it's it's uh, much more generally directed toward the listening and acceptance of the father's wisdom, and ultimately the fear of the Lord, God's own wisdom. And so uh, it is different. Recognize that, but uh, but 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 it's good. And 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 we can also talk about from chapter two some ways in which uh, the the it does begin to show you the pattern for the rest of Proverbs. For example, Proverbs is written in. And poetry, you, you'd call it poetic, I think I think they're called bicola. They are like uh, two uh, two sentence, you know, uh, little couplets. And so my child listen to what I say, treasure my commands. You see that? Uh, it's 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 two lines that form, you know, just one little couplet, two lines, and the second line will either just restate or go further than with the first line so listen what i say treasure my commands you see that it's the same thing it says the same thing in two different ways tune your ears to my wisdom verse 2 and extend your heart to understanding Uh, new living Translation says concentrate but you see that again it's the same thing it's it's two different lines it's a couplet uh the first line will say something the second line will either just say it again Or go further. So again, in verse two, tune your ears to wisdom. Extend your heart to understanding. I like that because it uh, it's almost like outside and inside. Uh, Listen to it with your ears. That's kind of external, but at the same time, make sure that you take it into your heart. It's got to somehow get in you so that it can come out of you. You know, wisdom. And so, chapter two, as I say, it's one long discourse. Literally, in the Hebrew. You could translate you could you could translate this as one sentence. Like all 22 of these couplets, all 22 verses, you, you could you can make it one long sentence, which we're not gonna do. <laughs> Your translations usually will divide those up, of course. But understand it, it, it reads it, it really can just read as, as one sentence. For example, uh, you know how if then statement works. If this, then that. And so, in many ways, the opening part of chapter two is set up like a, a, a big long if then. But notice how long it takes to get to uh, to 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 then to what's it called the uh, apodosis? Is that what it is? Um, uh, the, the the then statement. So it's like if you tune your ears to wisdom, uh, if you extend your heart to understanding, if you cry out for insight and ask for understanding, if you search them as you would for silver, verse 5, then you'll understand what it means to fear the Lord. And then again in verse 9, then you will understand what it is right and just and fair. So do you see that? It's like this big, long if-then statement with lots and lots of ifs and then Uh, a then, and then another then. So again, it's like one long sentence. It's like daddy got wound up talking about wisdom and never even stopped to swallow, you know, or take a breath. It's like one long sentence. The other thing you notice here, uh, while it is 22 verses, one long sentence a father's speech to his son about wisdom, you don't find any specific, uh, instructions or I mean, it's all instruction, but you don't find any specific, um, uh, you know, ad, admonitions, I, I guess that's the word. Uh, in other words, you don't ever find him, you know, giving any specific, like, you know, watch your money, guard your heart, don't do drugs, <laughs> you know, there, there's nothing specific, no, no particular directions here. Uh, just this general sense of of the benefits that wisdom brings when you tune your heart to receive it. Th- does that make sense? Uh, so let's walk through. Verses 1 through 8, like I say, uh, it's a long if-then statement. Bend your ear, extend your heart. Uh, there's a cry out for insight, ask for understanding. In verse three, that idea that you cry out for it. Remember yesterday when wisdom, Lady Wisdom was crying out in the streets? Like she cried out to you and now you cry out to her. You understand? Uh, search for wisdom as you would for silver, like hidden treasure. Uh, proverbs will frequently attribute this, you know, exorbitant value to wisdom. It's like, you don't understand how important, you don't understand how valuable this is. It's like gold, it's like silver, it's like treasure, you know, and so you go after it like you're going after treasure. It's the urgency and the value that come with it. Then, verse 5, then, if all of this, you do all this, then you'll understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain the knowledge of God. Verse 6, for the Lord grants wisdom, for the Lord grants wisdom; from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense. So, this verses six, seven, and eight are kind of the uh, you call them the, the the motive clause. In other words, uh, this is this is why you do it. You know, if you do all these things, then this will happen, and this is why you do it. So that's kind of the structure of verses one through eight. Then you get to verse nine, uh, verses nine to fifteen. And it sort of starts all over. There's this second apodosis, like I said. It's another then statement. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, and you'll find the right way to go. And then another motive clause. For wisdom will enter your heart. Your knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Uh, so do you see that? It's like one long sentence, and it's all about wisdom and what wisdom brings. But at the same time, no specific you know, commandments from the Father to the Son, no no, no specific uh, admonitions toward wisdom. Uh, Verses 12 to 15 talk about the kind of evil people that wisdom will keep you away from, save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted, those who turn from the right way, they walk down dark paths, take pleasure in doing wrong. Enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked. Their ways are wrong. So again, we've got several verses there that just talk about the kind of wrong crowd you'll avoid if you walk in the path of wisdom. Now, notice verses 16 to 19, because this is going to be a sort of recurring theme that you're going to come up in the book of Proverbs. It's the the strange woman, the strange woman she sometimes it's called the strange woman. Wisdom will save you from the strange woman, the immoral woman. Uh, again, it's a father talking to a, a son. And so it, it assumes that there's always going to be this seduction towards sin. And that seduction is often personified in the Proverbs by this, this you know, this, ooh, this, you know, sexy woman, you know, this, this uh, seductress. Now, sometimes she's sort of personified as a strange woman, and some people take that to mean she must be some sort of foreigner, you know, enticing the young Israelite boy away from the Torah, away from the ways of God, and I guess you could read it that way fairly, but that's not exactly the spirit of the text exactly. It's not that she's foreign. She's strange. Um, but she's still uh, an Israelite temptress. You know, she is one who is bound by the law, but is turned away from all of the moral regulations. As a matter of fact, that's what makes her strange. She doesn't follow any of the restraints of society, the restraints of marriage, the restraints of righteousness or morality. She's just doing her own nasty thing, you know, and uh, at the same time, she will not be very enticing, you know. Like she may be a nasty, you know, old seductress, but I'm telling you one thing, you're going to have a hard time not looking twice and not listening to her when she, you know, calls you over, you know. And so with frequency, we're going to encounter this strange woman in the book of Proverbs. And if you haven't noticed by now, you're going to encounter her in your life, too. Um, The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the paths of life. So once more, there is this theme, this principle of the path, you know, man, you go to her house, you may feel like it's just going to be a fun afternoon, but actually it's going to be a step down a path and it is going to wreck your life. You see what I'm saying? And so then verses 20, 21, and twenty-two once more compare the two paths. Again, Proverbs frequently uses this principle of the path. And there are two paths, and one of them leads one direction, the other one goes the other direction. So choose carefully. Choices have consequences, and the path you step on determines the destination toward which your life leads. So follow the steps of the good and stay on the paths of the righteous for only the godly will live in the land and those with integrity will remain in it, but the wicked will be removed from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted. See that, two paths. Be careful which one you choose. So again, chapter two is a little different. One long sentence, one long speech from the wise father to the son who we hope is gonna choose the path of wisdom, but uh, but, but there you go. The paradox I see here, and I'll just point this out. The paradox is how the scripture says, you know, first off in verse six, the Lord grants wisdom. The Lord grants wisdom. At the very same time, this whole chapter and all the Proverbs is here to tell you the Lord grants it, but you're going to have to seek it. You're going to have to pursue it. You're going to have to engage some real commitment and dedication and vigor. You're going to have to make some difficult choices. You're going to have to get your feet on the right path. You understand uh, yes, it's it's a gift from God. If you get any kind of wisdom, the only thing you can say is it came from the Lord, but uh, it, it, it ain't going to come to you, you know, if you don't want it, if, if you don't seek it, if you don't understand the value of it, if, if you turn away from it. So again, it's that kind of a paradox. I guess it's almost like the grace and works paradox of salvation. You know, it, it's it's all gift from God, but at the very same time, it tends not to, you know, be received by those who aren't gonna, you know, get off their lazy backside and go get it, you you know, and so uh, that's Proverbs chapter two. Wisdom is a gift Uh, at the same time. You better get off your lazy backside and go get it, (laughs) you know, and uh, so that's Proverbs chapter two. We'll pick up right here on chapter three. I love chapter three. Proverbs chapter three on Monday morning, uh, 10 o'clock, Lord willing. Proverbs three, verses one to 35. So again, uh, get in the habit of kind of reading with me and putting your favorite proverb there in the comments, and we'll share that way together. Love you guys so much. Sunday morning at Woodburn, 8, 9, 30, 11. I'm preaching on, gosh, I'm still preaching on miracles, but Sunday sermon's called When Jesus Sleeps. It's the miracle of how he calms the storm, but before that, he's sleeping through your storm. Uh, what do you do? you know, when you're in the storm and Jesus seems to be sleeping, uh, that's on Sunday morning. So d- d- don't miss that. I love you guys so much. I love having you as my partners in the word. Thank you for your faithfulness, for your friendship, and I will see you Monday morning, Lord willing. So uh, great. H- have a good weekend. Love you guys.